Mm-hmm. So she's ready to get it going. And you ready? Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, she liked that beat. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. It's been a while, actually. It's been a while. I got, uh, well, first of all, welcome to the Night Lounge. I'm your host, Troy Smith, Arenes, Troy Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Go Get It Done, Mr. Go Do A Lot Of Stuff, Mr. Key Don't Know What He Doing. <laughs> what does he do? That's what she said. But uh, welcome to the Night Lounge. Now, you may be wondering what the Night Lounge stands for, what the N-O-T-I mean. It stands for not overthinking it. N-O-T-I We got Key Bryant Welcome Key Thank you Thanks for having me Glad to be on That's the wrong one I don't like that one I don't like that one I like this one right here Welcome Key Thank you (laughs) Thanks for having me There we go Key Bryant everybody We have uh, somebody very important That's in the building today Key Bryant McCormick, future judge. Now, That's I want to make sure which judge, because I keep messing up, keep saying circuit judge and all these different judges, but you actually... No, it's General Sessions Court. General Sessions Court, which she's going to break down and tell us exactly what the heck that is. Yes, General Sessions Court. It's the hardest working court, the busiest court in the, in Tennessee. So General Sessions Court is typically, we call it kind of the court of first resort you know like the supreme court usually is the court of last resort Mm. general sessions is where most people encounter the court system Mm -hmm. that court has the biggest volume because that's typically where like i said people encounter court first it um for the civil side it has jurisdiction up to twenty five thousand dollars so that's the average beef with a person usually is somewhere around that range or lower Mm. if you're arguing with your neighbor about your fence or something of that nature any disputes that are twenty five thousand or less come to general sessions court it's a fast moving court Uh so that's why people like that court also criminal side it handles most misdemeanors all misdemeanors really and as well as it's the gateway for felony courts. So if you have a you felony, said a gateway. Mm-hmm. So if you have a felony, and that felony can often be resolved in general sessions court, whether it's pled down to a misdemeanor, or if it's determined that it needs to go before the grand jury, the general sessions court will have a preliminary hearing or determine if a hearing is is waived or or not, and then that way it goes on to criminal court. Then when they come down to all this court stuff, you you basically do you need to be a criminal to know what's going on with all this? Because I don't, I just think of a judge as a judge. You know what I'm saying? I really don't think about which one I'm going to. Well, that's probably a good thing that you haven't had to encounter court in that way, whether it's on the civil side or the criminal side. But oftentimes, it's like I said, it's a court that truly impacts a lot of lives. You mm-hmm. hit that court first, so that's one of the reasons why it's important and just volume. I've had the privilege of sitting as a special judge for that court just a few weeks ago. And when the DAs presented their, when they printed their docket, it was 54 pages. Mm -hmm. So that tells you the volume that that court can and does handle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, it's a lot of moving parts, a lot of people. It's usually a quick, 
court that you get cases resolved in a very expeditious manner. Oh, okay. So is it like uh, Judge Mathis now? <laughs> is it is that what it is? So Judge Mathis is going to be, you know, when you go in, because that dollar limit is low. Yes, but they're typically very low. In yeah, they were like five thousand. Yeah, I was going to say in the, in most states, uh, a court of that level is very very low. Here in Tennessee, it's robust twenty five thousand dollars. That's a life changing amount. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I said, you know, Troy, you're going to pay twenty five thousand dollars, that might affect you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not sure you will. because you big ball and got big pockets. But you know, for look, the average person, well, let me go ahead to what she going because she she want to do jokes already. <laughs> she want to do jokes. <laughs> That's her. That's, that's what she's doing. Jokes. I mean, you know, Troy, you got big pockets and big balling, so twenty five thousand is probably like a drop in the bucket for you. But uh-huh. for the average person, uh-huh. twenty five thousand dollars is going to be an impactful amount, whether uh-huh. you're receiving it or paying it. Right, right, right. So. Okay. Well, see, see, this this is who I call when I don't know. Which she don't have plenty of calls from me on a Saturday <laughs> or a Sunday, and just say, "Hey, I got a question," and then she hasn't sent me a bill yet, so I appreciate it. But today we're it's talking coming. about actually getting her. Uh, elected. That's right. That's, that's the whole point of getting her elected. That's what we're going. That's what we're planning to do. Um, this coming electoral season. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that season because for different places and different people, that means different things. Typically, for most people, think of election season as November. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. County races. The election season. It's May and August. Mm. So the May election is a primary election and the August is the general election. So it's not a November election, it's a May. Oh, so you don't are you you're not going to be on a docket in November? No. Oh, so it's August. It's resolved by then. So you know in August when you're voting for you. Yes. Well, you, can well, you vote, vote for in me May. in May and that's what and you want to have. August. Absolutely. And prayerfully in August cuz I mean cuz you're going uh the general I mean you actually going to become a part what you're part of a party. So they got you know they got the the preliminary where you got you know that's you got four or five people in the primary mm-hmm. four or five people from the same party and then they pick their one yes and that primary is in May so you're right so you've got I think there are four of us in this primary and then the the winner of the primary preferably me will go mm-hmm. on to face an opponent in the general election in August mm-hmm. which. So we gotta go ahead and get to it then. Let's go on and get to it. Let's go. Go because we're going we ain't even got we ain't even talk about where you're from. We ain't talk about your life yet. We're just gonna go straight to it. Let's get it. Because it's all about getting key in the office, right? That's right. Is it with vote key, right? It's what vote it says. Key. Vote key. Vote key. K-E-E. Vote key K-E-E dot com. That's my website. That's pretty much my mantra. I think that's how you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Vote key. Vote key. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. So we and What's what we gonna do? But May is important. So the, so the primary is in, is very important because, like you said, prayerfully it's gonna be you, right? So you got four people though. Yes, from the same party. Yes. So all of us are running um, in the Republican primary. Oh, stop! 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 Hold on! Stop! She just said something. Now she knew I was going to touch on it a little bit. We going to keep it simple so she don't get in no trouble. We're gonna oh keep it. Nobody will get in trouble because it's all about keeping our people, keeping people in the good space, right, and informed and educated on what goes on. Yes. So now you said Republican mm-hmm. Party, and if you don't know, Key Bryant is an African American female who has been the first of a lot of stuff. True. Um, 
well, I guess in general, but you know, I don't look at the first. I look at where we're going and where we're headed. Okay, so there you this, go. You see, she's been modest. So let me go on and just pull up a couple oh, of accolades right quick, just a little bit, just a couple. First of all, uh, let me after I get in my phone because it's it's, it's uh, that I want to get. Here we go. Key Brian McCormick. Oh my goodness! Is a is a traditional Athena twenty twenty nominee. I and guess it's a hand clap. Oh, and, oh, and a recipient. recipient. And a recipient. Yes. And so she's going to tell us what Athena is, but we're just reading off the first of a lot of stuff. She is an attorney, uh, but you no longer work at this one place. So you, no, somewhere I else work now. at the Blair Law Firm. The Blair Law Firm. Mm-hmm. Now, you were with Bone McAllister for a long time. I was. Now, everybody years. knew you from that. Right. I knew you from that. Right. Um, when I walked in the door and I seen a black lady as an attorney, I mean, I know this is, you see that often somewhere in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but when you come into Nashville, and I was a part of, I think it was the the black the black bankers association. Yeah. And I seen you. I said, "Oh, we got." Yeah. Yeah. So, so and I for I, I worked at Bone for seven years. It was amazing. The people at Bone are awesome. It was an amazing experience. Everybody love Bone up here. They do, and it was a very very great experience. I worked in the Sumner County office, and it was like I said, I can't say enough great things about it. I left Bone um, to pursue to work at the Blair Law Firm with uh, attorney Rebecca Blair, who's a friend of mine, and she needed some help. She wanted a Sumner County presence, mm. and so that's me. I'm the Sumner County presence. Her firm is out of Brentwood, and I primarily am up here um, greater than half a week. So I work there, and she also knew I was running for office, so it was just a perfect fit for me. In the, the, in the meantime, of course, Bo McAllister Norton is no more. They have merged with Spencer Fain, and so, which is a larger um a larger firm and so it worked out well it was a great time to make a change well it's the first of a lot but i'm gonna just say that she's the first african-american female to be selected as a planning commissioner for hendersonville are you still in that role i am not so my term ended Mm -hmm. i served as the kind of the mayor so the mayor has the option to serve on planning or he can have someone as his designee and i was appointed by mayor scott foster back in 2012 and so I served as vice chairman of the planning commission for eight years from um, Mayor Foster as well as under Mayor Clary. And my term ended and I finished, I think my last meeting was March of 2021. She was a board member of the Rotary. Yes. Which I think you're the first. Um, I think I probably first, was yeah, the first, first African American female. female there mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, you, and also some other first African American stuff on here, but it's, the list is too long for all that. But the thing is, she's big time in what she does. And welcome, and thank you for being a part of the night lounge, and being the first of a lot. Thank you. You thank know, you. Uh, board being Black History Month. Side note: What are your thoughts on briefly? Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on Black History Month in regards to being a month, or is it year round? Well, you know, I feel like history is ever evolving. Yesterday was history. This morning was history. I mean, Mm. at some point, everything becomes history. So you're right. I don't necessarily confine it to a month. It's definitely a month to guarantee recognition, though, and observation. And I think that's pretty much how I embrace it is it's a month where I definitely give homage and and um, homage and also just reverence Mm. to to. The pioneers who came before me. Got it. Well, okay. So Athena, what is that? Oh, so because you were the recipient of that. Yes. So Athena is. Oh my goodness. It's 
it, it's surreal. It gives me just chills just thinking about it. So Athena Award um, is a nas- is also a national award that is piloted by cable here in Nashville or in the Nashville area. And other areas have um, Athena, I guess, put on by different entities. But here in Nashville, is put on by cable. And to be a part of just to be nominated for the Athena Award, it is a very prestigious, coveted award, was plenty. I was, mm. my cup was running over just being nominated. Mm-hmm. So I was ecstatic. And then to become the 2020 recipient was just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So I was so honored and humbled to receive that award. I mean, it is just, again, I cannot, it, it's still, I still have to pinch myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a special place in your heart for that. Absolutely. Is it about do they serve and give back a lot? Is it so? Athena women are essentially you recognize women that are leaders within their community in a variety of areas, and so you know Athena women typically are extremely benevolent and humanitarians in their own right. Athena women believe in giving back to the community and enhancing particularly women in the community and how you build up people. So to be recognized as an Athena woman, it was it was just again, I I cannot even articulate. Is it nationality how. based? No. It's all women? It's all women. Uh-huh. And what's your thoughts on the fact of um I mean, you, when it comes down to women in general, like are you a lady to look at start, you know, look at a hero movie. And say, oh my God, it's a woman representing me in a hero movie, or you know, you know how people like like they say, oh my daughter is getting to see. How does it feel to be like a female in front of everyone? To are you setting an example? Do you feel like being a person that you set an example for folks that look like you, or mainly just want to be the fact to set an example for women in general? You know, women are on the move right now. It's like that's the biggest thing going. Well, you know, I feel like my Christian faith takes me to a scripture that says to whom much is given, much is required. So Mm. I just look at, you know, I've definitely had some blessings and a lot's required of me. I don't take for granted that women have an obstacle, have obstacles in front of us. I mean, Mm. the science is there to prove it. So that part's a, you know, I think that's a different conversation, different day, but it's, it's definitely, there are obstacles, even especially in my field, in the legal field, it's still very male dominated. And I definitely think there is something there for women. Now, whether this whole feminism concept versus other, other theories, that's a whole different story, different, different, um, day. But I definitely think that for women, it is important to highlight women and to celebrate women mm-hmm. because it is an obstacle in and of itself. And of course, add the race to it. That adds a whole nother, another creature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always excited about men and women who achieve great things. I don't take for granted that it just could be a woman. And I, by no stretch, want people to vote for me just because I am a black female. Mm-hmm. But my I mean, say, wait, no, 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 hold on now. We going I'm touching on all that. Yeah, because I want them to be. That's the whole say, point. Don't right? don't vote for me just because I'm a black female. But don't let that be the reason you don't vote for me either. Oh, so. Hmm. That's my position on Him that. on both ends of it Well as long as that's not the reason You're not voting for me Yeah yeah Because it's a, So it's a whole history of Key is Someone in the Hendersonville area Sumner County Is actually a staple Let's be what it is I mean it's, it's And I want you to, As you humbly take it I understand But you are You know that Everybody knows that Everybody know Key I mean it's not a fact That people don't know uh, Key is just, This is not our first time Running for anything and we're going to get onto that. We're going to touch on that. But I want to get back to 
We moved around, but we're going to get back to the fact of her actually now accepting the fact that she's going to be running as a Republican candidate and she's black. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Well, I have. And I will say it's not just I mean, it's an anomaly, but it's not. I think as black people, we have to get away from the stereotypes in all facets. So whether it's the stereotype that you have to be a part of one party versus not or can't be a party of another party. A member of another party is another situation. So, I mean, I get it that it's a thing and it's, it feels novel at times, but I don't look at it as that way. Um, I look at it as a method to be able to collaborate with other people who, um, have beliefs in, in a certain, in certain areas that can work towards a, a common good. And for me, I look at it as, as, um, it's indicative of my service to the community in terms of wanting to be a part and to give back. So I just look at that's why I'm running for judge. I'm running for judge in order to be able to to give back in a way that works well with my profession. It's kind of like before we started, you were talking about one thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am the one person, the one thing that people know about me is that I believe in community service. I believe in giving back. That's just point blank period. That's ingrained in me. That's part of the staple of the grain of who I am. So to be able to give back and serve the community of Sumner County in my legal field is just gravy. So I look at this judicial position as a way of being able to serve the community and, you know, with my expertise. So I think that's the part that's. You know, great. But you keep using that term community a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you use the term community around certain circles. Community mean a whole different thing. True. I mean, so, you know, community in the black circle is that you took looking out for black people mm-hmm. only. And then, but then in the white circle is looking out for the community as community, as the city, a thing like what. Where are you in that line or how did you get to that point to where it's like, hey, I'm looking at community. How do you look at community altogether? Well, when I talk about community in this facet, I definitely mean community as in Sumner County. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is our community. That's what this judicial district will be. That's the area in which I'm running for. That's who votes for me. Mm-hmm. So I look at that. But I can't part and parcel out the fact that the black community is within Sumner County. I mean, yeah. it's all part of a whole. But and where, so that's though? What I, I that's why I don't know. You and I are the only people I see probably in, in, at, at Publix or Kroger in, in Hendersonville. I'm out all the time. As anything, you know I'm outside. <laughs> But uh, with a mask on. But the fact is, <laughs> the the population is not huge. So when you say the term community, you know, you think, okay, well, there's no black people out here. You yeah, know? but there are. I mean, the presumption is the fact that, I mean, surely you don't think we all have to live together, right? Right, exactly. I mean, that's I think right. that's the presumption is that you all have to live in a cluster. And I don't mm. think that, I mean, that's not true. Right, right. That's true. I mean, you're right. I mean, I think, like you said, you're going to be, but see, this is what the issue ends up being. People talked bad about uh, Obama being president, right? And one thing I liked about Obama being president, though, for real, was the fact that he said, I'm the president of the United States and not just the president of this group or that group or this uh, cluster of people or this cluster. He said, I'm the president of the United States. The key thing, like, and that's what we learn as we get out there. We learn that it's more than it's it's about the all-inclusive in a sense. But then again, you can't forsake this group right here that could be marginalized, though, right? 
Well, you know, I think that, I mean, of course, those are various topics. But when I think about, you know, Dr. King pretty much kind of articulated best and paraphrasing essentially that he asserted that our freedoms and our futures are joined. They're combined. Mm -hmm. And so that's the concept that my future i cannot sit back and watch another group i don't care who it is whether i'm a part of that group or not experience something that is adverse to them and Mm -hmm. not do anything within my power and i look at it that you have an obligation as a human Mm -hmm. and a christian to work towards trying to better people in general Mm -hmm. so i think for me that's my philosophy that's your philosophy of it so you've decided to go Republican with all the turmoil that can come around with that term of you know folks that look like yourself and myself, you're Republican. Well, and it's like, oh, oh, what? What do you mean by that? You and then you have the people that might say they Republican and say, well, you know, black people used to be Republicans back in you know Abraham Lincoln days because they freed the slaves or you know they they stick to that. And then you go to when it may have changed with uh, was it Johnson when civil rights bill and things were put into place. It's like we're trying to find a home. You know, well, and I think that's the part of it that, you know, I say regularly is, you know, it's it becomes a stereotype. If you ask or even I, I would dare say if you took a quiz on what party are you truly and not put in racial demographics and things of that nature and just took a, a, a quiz on your belief system. I don't know that it would come out the way you think it does. Mm-hmm. And the average person goes through that. So you're right. I think for people, we you need to get past um, stereotypes and stereotypes that require you to belong in areas that you might not necessarily mm-hmm. believe. Because I'm a Republican. That's what I call myself. I'm I'm a person that's, you know, that's the old, I guess that's the old term. That's the new term for an independent. You know, independent, you know, like I'm a a fiscal conservative. In a sense, I'm more of a social liberal, but then now it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be too liberally social. But that's because you're trying (laughs) to put yourself in boxes. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. And you got to get out the box. You you got to get out the box, but I don't want to, I don't agree with a lot of stuff over here and a lot of stuff over there. So when you actually take, I guess like a relationship, you got to make a relationship. Make a choice Who you gonna be with Like it's just like In relationship with uh, Politics It's like It's kind of hard To jump on your side Cause you find out Something to say I don't like that mm-hmm. You got side to say I do like that But You know I take my hat off Especially what's, what's going Cause people automatically Think I'm a Democrat Cause I'm black Right They automatically say Oh Troy I know you're a Democrat I, know, I'm, I didn't say I was that I just let you assume What it is Just It's the cliche It's the stereotype And then my Then my black friends Cause we're You know we live in An affluent area they may say, "Oh, I know you're a Republican." What make you think that? That's not that's not the, the Stereotypes. case, and that end up setting us setting it lower to where you know where we can't move forward and get things going. Like you say, you like to look forward. Well, yeah, and the stereotypes to vote for Key, and you should mm-hmm. because Key's the best candidate right now, mm-hmm. and would be amazing for Sumner County. You need to vote in the Republican primary during early voting, which is April 13th to April 28th, or on Election Day, which is May the third. In the Republican primary And that's why it's important So when we talk about the four people you know, That's one thing to have You know when you go into the actual major general election Is that what it is? The general election is August yes Alright so when you go to general But you gotta get the primary down And pack, win that So you can go against the one person Exactly Alright so but just like you said before Or like we, more Or more In this case it's, more, it's one Alright so like we mentioned before Key is this is not her first time running for anything mm-hmm. She actually ran This is why people knew who she was Why she's the golden child <laughs> 
the fact she ran for alderman twice in Hendersonville, right? Which is something like councilman, a councilwoman, right? In another city, right? So tell us about that experience. You know, you doing that? Okay, I ran for alderman, like you said, in 2010 and 2012. To, you know, in 10, no one knew me, so I jumped out there, just kind of brand new. Just what made you do the it? Waters. Well, what made you want? I'm not that? one of those that's just going to sit and complain. And it, I feel like if you're going to say something, be about it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely had some ideas and some things that I was concerned about in Hendersonville and was like, okay, I want to make my voice heard. At that time, I didn't feel like the alderman that that I had was cared about my views. So I was like, well, I might as well try. So I did. It was great. I got like 42, 43% of the vote. I was ecstatic mm-hmm. just coming out the gate, getting that. Because you could have got blown out. out. Oh, gosh. It, I ran against a 20-year incumbent. Mm-hmm. So I expected to get blown out. Yeah. So 42% of the vote was 42, 43%. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So two years that it was a vacant seat. And I was like, all right, I'm trying for it. Mm-hmm. So that particular time, I lost. I lost by less than a hundred votes, mm. um, and and really I won because that boy, the board of mayor and alderman, changed tremendously. And the guy who ended up um, getting the num- getting the seat, he teases. We tease all the time that I actually won because I didn't get the seat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that's what people do. They yeah, say, "Hey, it, I don't want to be here no more." I really won yeah. in that election. Um, but anyway, but from the voter perspective, only be- and I say that because the bickering and all of that that used to happen at the board of mayor and aldermen is definitely not my style. And yeah. I was so glad not to be, not that, to be a part time, of that yeah. at that time. Exactly, and. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I ran in 2012 and got 49 point something percent of the vote. Like I said, I lost by less than 100 votes. So by you being in this area that we're in, like you said, like I said, we would go to public. You don't see many African-American folk. Uh, no, let's let's be real. You don't well, see many. Of them. Don't, many be, don't be doing the show like, well, maybe, I mean, no. If you see two out of six months <laughs> at the same time and then you look at each other like, Oh snap! You live out here. Oh my goodness! Oh, what's going on? Here's my number. Here's my name. You know, you doing that? But uh, I mean, so when you went through it, how was that experience though? Being because you know the the fear is that no one wants you, no one going to actually vote for you. They might be closet hating on you in a bad way. What, I what? didn't get that. Uh-huh. I mean, I really didn't. I had a lot of support from all nationalities. And I mean, you already knew 49% of African American people didn't live here, right? Yeah, so yeah. to get 49% of the vote at that time, I definitely knew that, um, you know, I had a lot of support all around. So it was, you know, it was great. I mean, it was excellent. So I definitely wasn't, you know, my support wasn't just exclusive to the African American community, just as it isn't now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the percentage is like what six percent in Hendersonville and some of the counties is whatever. It's a small amount. However, you're learning that you got to be in the room to make things. You just can't complain and do say things and then not be a part of. Right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just complain, etc. You know, I tell people all the time, you've got to vote. You've got to exercise your right to vote. And if you don't like the choices, then get in it. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much my attitude about it. And I feel like, again, to whom much is given, much is required. So it's time for me to, to put up or shut up. So what made you go? Now let's get into that. And then we're going to touch on your personal life a little bit. Then we out. Okay. But tell us a little bit about what made you say getting into being a judge. I mean, because judges, you running for it. But it's not like you actually uh, a, a true political candidate. Right. You know, you more. I mean, you, you got to be selected by the public. But 
you know, yeah, tell us a little bit about what made you want to do that. Yes. So that's kind of why a little bit of my answers are a little bit of evasive on, you know, the party views, because as a judicial candidate, we can't really give our political views on topics Mm -hmm. in case that topic comes before you as Uh a judge. So you want to make sure that you're impartial and you look at things with a fresh set of eyes and you, you know, hear all the facts. So judicial candidates, it is kind of weird because we are required to run and we are required to run partisan, but we can't truly be partisan. Mm -hmm. So you you know, can't hold various memberships or positions or, you know, give your opinions on various political issues. So it definitely creates a, a bizarre being. Why I decided to run for judge, again, I look at it as a view of an extension of my service, as well as a way to be able to help people in a, a different manner, in a different sense. As a lawyer, I'm an advocate and I fight hard in my, and everybody knows that, um, that have ever encountered me, they know that is about to be all, mm-hmm. but for me, it's and that, that's the one thing people do know about. It. Now, see, she's very modest right now. She's very, very sweet. But <laughs> one thing about keto, y'all, for real, she's a firecracker in a good way. But she goes hard, and she's like a mama bear. That's yes. what that's what she is. She, yes. she's like a mama bear. She and really I got goes a hard. A lot of little bears, and and yeah. I don't mean like the ones of my. I I I'm that person who fights for everybody. So yeah, even dads, right? You know, oh, they're gosh. going through divorce. You I mean, know, I just had somebody recently ask me, "Do I only represent men?" And I'm like, "No." Um, I guess just men like to fight. I don't mm. know. Um, <laughs> and, and like my fight. I yeah, should yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. you don't just back down. That's a, and that's I think that's what makes you that make this gonna make you a strong, a good judge actually. You know, a strong candidate for being general sessions judge because you you you'll give you you're a person of second chances. But then again, you're gonna let someone know sternly, like, look, this is this is it. My philosophy in my campaign is fair but firm. So for me, you're gonna get fair and firm. You know, my yes is yes, my no is no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm fair. At the end of the day, you might not like what I do, but you're going to walk out saying, you know what? I didn't like what she did, but she treated me fairly and I had my day in court. And so that's the part that I can definitely promise. Yeah, but so what you running, that's what made you want to get out there and be about it. Well, yes. And I had some encouragement. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Troy. I wasn't just looking to jump in. This is a, it's a beast to do this. I mean, I it is, it's hard. It's taxing. It's, it's a lot of time, energy, effort and resources. And so, um, so it's, I mean, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So for you to put yourself out here in the public light and yeah. un, under all the public scrutiny and have to run and ask for votes and finance all of this, I mean, it, it's it's a lot. So I had to have encouragement to be able to get in this race. I was not looking to jump in. Mm-hmm. I had a judge encourage me. and actually, A judge actually encouraged you? A couple of them, actually. Okay. And then I prayed about it, and I fasted on it for a month. Mm-hmm. And finally got the answer got skinny, that I huh? needed to. Uh, right. Nick all hanging out there. Got the answer I needed to, and I'm in this race. Yeah. So, and then it's strong. Yes, and it's yeah. very strong. I'm very pleased with with the campaign so far. Well, I so so you are you from Middle Tennessee yourself? I am not. You know, I tell people love brought me to Tennessee. My husband had gotten a job in just a couple months prior in April, and we got married at the end of June mm-hmm. and moved here. I came here from my honeymoon, and the rest is history. We've been here. It'll be 24 years this June. From where? 
So I've lived in five states. Okay. Originally California. Family did this kind of backwards migration thing and moved to Mississippi. Oh, God. I know. (laughs) This is a a wide awakening. Right. (laughs) I went to college in Missouri and I went to law school at Texas A&M and also at Vanderbilt. Uh Uh-huh. So you, so you, your last destination before you came here and got married was where? Before, so it's kind of complicated, but ultimately my husband and I were a blind date and we met in Mississippi. Okay. So. A blind date. Yeah. Like internet blind date or like real blind date back in the day? Like real back in the day. Okay. Like date. you really didn't know what he looked like and oh, the, you didn't oh, get gosh. to research him or none of that. No, none of that. It came from your friend. You, yeah. you didn't meet this guy, girl. I'm telling you. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So tell us, so tell us a little about your family a little bit. So you got your husband, you have any children? I have one son. Mm-hmm. He's a special needs guy. He goes to Station Camp High School. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, while it's just one, sometimes it feels like it's seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, what does he what does he deal with? Um, he is autistic, uh-huh. and he um is super fun, but also super challenging. Right, right. Do you feel that actually helps you be human as well? I know you superwoman to a lot, you know, a lot of folks, but showing that you also had a human side about you. Like, look, I, I have. You know, we all work together. We all got things we go through our life with. Children, husbands, anything. Well, you know, I tell people all the time because they'll look and be like, gosh, you know, Key, you've got it like all together. And yeah. my phrase to them is, you want my glory, but you don't know my story. Oh, that's T.D. Jake's on them, man. <laughs> I, I heard T.D. Jake say one time, he said, uh, you want whatever, everybody wants, but they want what I got, but they don't want to go through the, what to go through to get it. And that's exactly right. me. You know, for me, I tell people all the time, yeah, okay, be careful what you ask for because. I, you know, I was born to, with a birth defect. I've had 17 surgeries. I've had a number of ups and downs and challenges and deaths in the family and losses. And, you know, I have a special needs child. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, I tell yeah. people all the time, okay, be careful what you ask for. Now, how are you I'm doing so that blessed. running for stuff and Still being a blessed. part of I mean, you've been an attorney. Mm-hmm. Everybody know who you are. You serve everybody in the community. You got the situation at the house that you got to make sure you're there for them. How in the world are you even getting all that done? But God. That's all I can say. But God. Just, I mean, the Lord provides. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you you actually are a representative of a lot of people. I try. Nationality. Uh, uh, biologically, right? I try. Uh, you know, special needs, families. Uh, you, I mean, what what I mean, you know, what else are you not a part? I mean, you in the judiciary system, you're part of different organizations in the community. I mean, you actually touch all different areas, a lot of different areas in life. Why would they want to vote for Key? Tell me why somebody wouldn't want to vote for you. Wouldn't want to vote. Yeah, for me? tell me why somebody. Oh, that's my. a different question, right? That's because you normally hear you hear a question, question about someone says, "Tell me why they should, oh they should vote for me because this because that." But why wouldn't they want to vote for you? I guess if. Oh wow! I don't know. I guess they wouldn't want to vote for me if they didn't like someone who was going to be fair and firm, somebody who does care about the community. If you just want clicks and friendships and relationships and a little bit of you know whatever, then sure, I'm I'm probably not your your person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be your person if you think that I am politically influenced on the bench in my job i'm not if you think you can buy me i'm not your person if you think you know you want somebody who's gonna not be fair or not do their job right or not hard work or you know those things and then you're right i'm not your person 
I'm not, not at all, huh? No, I'm Can't not. slide you a couple of dollars. There you go. Never. Not, not, hey, look, look, man. Just look out for your boy. Never. My ethics come before. At the end of the day, I want to see God. I want to see I, I want to see Jesus. So mm-hmm. my ethics are never for sale. Not at all. Not well, at I all. I gave you a hand clap on that. Man. She <laughs> said, so uh, we're going to get ready to end it all out. But So we're going to be doing an event for Key. And that's going to be the end of the month, February 28th. Jonathan's uh, Grill here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. At 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. All right. We're going to be actually doing a meet and greet for Key. I want you to come and meet Key. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, well, Sumner County area for sure. If you live in Sumner County, come and meet Key, Jonathan's Grill, on February 28th at 12 p.m. to 1 or 2 p.m. Come meet Key. Meet and greet, get to know who she is, get to know, learn about the, the uh, fair firmness of her. Uh, come and meet the mama bear in, in truth and spirit Right here in, in the flesh at that point <laughs> You know um, Is there anything else you'd like to say before we head out and, You know and just th- before we just end all this Because we, I want to thank you for sure For being a part of this too Well I just invite people to the, to the website To learn more about me It's votekey.com you, There you can learn about who I am Things that I believe in What I plan to do with this court One of the things about me I will give my strength is I'm very creative And I don't take no for an answer well So I'm going to find a way to Look towards do, things that make Sumner County better I'm a strong advocate for recovery court I believe that sometimes you need to get to the root cause issue of why people are having problems so if you've got a drug issue you know jail isn't necessarily the best place for you we need to fix your issue otherwise you're going to come right back Mm -hmm. so I believe in recovery court I've got some other great ideas for some other expansions of some programs and creations of some programs and just um, some things to make the court a little bit more innovative I'm inheriting a great court it has a great foundation Judge Hunter and Judge Carter have created a great foundation for this court so I'm, I'm inheriting a jewel but I've got some ideas on how to shine it up a bit and to get it going. Also, on the website, it gives you the opportunity to join me, to get involved in the campaign, to volunteer, to be a part. Um, as well as, you know, as a judicial candidate, I can't ask people to contribute, but they've got that option on the website. So it just gives a wealth of information and the ability to be able to connect and get involved and learn more about why they should vote key. I'm going to tell you, go give her some money so she can go ahead and get some more advertising. I get some more stuff. I can tell you to donate to her. She can't, but I can. But definitely, one thing I like about Key before I get out here is that the fact is that she's willing to listen. That's a huge, I mean, judges all the time sit back there and look like they're falling asleep listening when they're in the court. But when you actually call her and say, this is my concern and this is what I'm, you know, even about something that she might, that you might say, hey, this is what my concern may be for this. She actually say, thank you. For bringing it to my attention Thank you for bringing it to my attention I didn't get that But I appreciate that I appreciate the talk That goes a long way for anybody You know Some people can get to a point Where they're all high and mighty And they the, they the, the golden child But then they actually can show Yeah I'm not talking to that person again And Key is not that well, So don't don't try, don't try to come to her with that hundred dollars, try to slide it on the table and say, "Hey, can my boy get out on the bond a little that bit?" That is not going to help you in the least bit. That's you going might to get hurt cussed you. out. I was going to say, "No, that's going to hurt you." Okay. Yeah, that will not help you. Matter of fact, you going to jail? Mayla, get him. Get her. That bribery is a crime. That Look is that. correct. But I want to thank you though. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for hosting me. I appreciate you so much, Troy. But you know what? But y'all know the deal. Thank you for being a part of what we got going on. Um, 
Be inspired, be encouraged. Remember the true outcome of having a mindset of successful thinking is having an unwavering expectation of successfully achieving a predetermined goal, knowing that the outcome was supposed to happen. Key got to go. We appreciate y'all. We holler.